absolute control, a pledge of allegiance or worship, this will be the goal of the Antichrist in the near future. And the technologies are being created right now. Consider artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Everything, the Internet of Bodies, social credit scores, and central bank digital currencies, just to name a few. Well, we'll analyze these topics and much more on this edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. As we go throughout the End Time Bible prophecies, yes, they do look apocalyptic, and many of them. And it is the End Time really is all about two things the establishment of Satan's kingdom versus the establishment of God's kingdom. Now we know that when God comes back at His second coming, that He will establish His kingdom here on the earth. Human governments will be done away with, and the Lord will establish His kingdom for that 1,000 year millennial reign. If you have been born again, and you are a part of the bride of Christ, then you are part of the kingdom of God, and will rule and reign as a kings and priests, with the Lord for that 1,000 years. But fighting against that, until that time happens, it is the kingdom of Satan. And Revelation chapter 13 provides a, a snapshot, if you will, of Satan's master plan in the end time. Satan's goal will be to get everyone to worship Him instead of God. Now, He's going to do much of this through the Antichrist. But that's what we're seeing being established in our world right now. Satan's the god of this world. And as a rule, His will is being done, not God's will on the earth. And so, Revelation 13, verses 1 through 8, It describes the end-time world government, which the Bible says that the dragon will give it its seat, power, and great authority, and the leader of it, which is the Antichrist. Again, when it describes the world government in the end time, it says, um, John said, I saw a seven-headed, ten-horned beast. It had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, and the ten horns of the ten-horned beast. And in verse 2 it says the dragon or Satan gave this entity its seat, power, and great authority. So this is a snapshot of Satan's kingdom in the end time. What's the goal of this kingdom? It's to control you and me, the populace of the earth. Revelation 13 verse 4 says, And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? This is the goal. 
absolute control of the people and a pledge of, of allegiance or worshiping Satan himself and the Antichrist. Verse 8 of Revelation 13 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So what's number one? The number one thing in your life is to be born again and have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Then in verse 11 through 12, the Bible says, this would be Revelation 13 again, And I beheld another beast, this is John, I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, so he's going to look like a religious figure. When you think of the lamb in the Bible, you think of Jesus Christ, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So the Bible likens this figure here unto a lamb, a religious figure. But the Bible says, he speaks like the dragon. Well, the dragon, Revelation 12, 9, Revelation 20, verses 1 and 2, is, the, is Satan. So he's going to look like a religious figure, but his message is going to be satanic. Well, what's going to be the goal of this figure? This will be the false prophet which will be in complete alliance with the Antichrist in the end time. What's going to be his goal? He's going to have the same goal as the first beast. The Bible says, And he, this beast, the false prophet, will exercise us all the power of the first beast. Where does the first beast derive its power from? The Antichrist? Satan himself. So this figure, he's speaking like the dragon, Satan, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast, before him, and he causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast. It's all about worship, a pledge of allegiance, and control. Then, verses 15 through 17 says, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast, that they should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, notice here, and as we walk down through this master plan of Satan's efforts to control you and I in the end time, Notice the word worshipped or worship is mentioned in Revelation 13. I think, it's at, I think it's at least four, maybe five times in that chapter. Worship, a pledge of allegiance, absolute control. The original Greek word for worship used in this chapter is proskuneo, which means to kneeling to do homage or a formal public acknowledgement of feudal allegiance. This is what Satan wants, this is what the Antichrist will want, and this is what the false prophet will want. The allegiance of the world. Satan will work through the Antichrist to control humanity politically, mentally, spiritually, physically, economically, in every single way. What you eat, what you produce, what you consume, what you do with your land, everything. Satan wants control 
of your life. Well, the key point for this program is that we are watching this system of control, methods that will be used to control you and me, or I should say they will try to, they're being established right now. And as we go throughout the next couple segments here, we are going to watch and see, I'm going to expose some of the things that are unfolding right now, letting you know that they are trying to control you as we speak. The systems are being set up, and that's what we're going to talk about. So don't touch your dial, because there's a lot more to come. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again. He can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1 800 end time or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. As we look at this snapshot of Satan's master plan, to establish his kingdom in the earth in Revelation chapter 13. It describes a world government and the leader of that, the Antichrist. A world religious system and the leader of that, the false prophet. And then the economic sanctioning system in in the end time. All of these will be in play at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, with that snapshot in mind, I want you to consider the world government. Consider the world governing institutions of the United Nations, the the World Health Organization, the World Trade Organization, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the International Criminal Court. All of these institutions are designed to govern the planet. Not um, Not just a Supreme Court of the United States, but it's an international criminal court. Not just a, um, a, a government to 
like the, the government of the United States, but it is a world government. This was prophesied 2,000 years ago in Revelation chapter 13. We're watching it coming to pass as we speak. There's also the world religious efforts of interfaithism and ecumenism. There are many organizations designed to gather all the religions of the world under one umbrella. You have the uh, Parliament of World's Religions, the Religions for Peace Initiative, and many of the different interfaith and ecumenical uh, ecumenism movements around the world that are designed to get all the religions of the world under one belief system, one global ethic, because it's all about control. Remember in Revelation 13, this world religious figure will gather all the religions together to get them to pledge allegiance to, thereby worshiping the Antichrist and his one world governing system. We're watching that happen as we speak. Then there's the efforts to control the economies of the world. This is the third part of Satan's kingdom in Revelation 13, economic sanctioning. So the efforts to control the economies of the world through the Bank for International Settlements, the central banks around the world, the central bank digital currencies, global numbering systems, social credit scores, all of these are designed in one way or another to control the economies of the world. This, this system will be used eventually by the Antichrist to cause people to economically sanction people to cause them to conform to his edicts. The Antichrist is going to want to control you and I and the way we live, the way we act, the way we function in society, whether you have the ability or whether you have the ability to even function in society at all. So, let me give you a a few examples of technologies that could be used. Today, they're not being used for that. But I want to give you a few examples of some technologies that could potentially be used by a future world dictator to control you and me. Now, I know that there will be people that will resist the Antichrist all the way to the end. The Bible says that there will be. By and large, he will control most of the world, but not every nation. I can prove scripturally, the country of Jordan, Israel, and the United States will not come under the full reign of the Antichrist. Now, okay, some of these technologies. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, a lot of you have heard lately about uh, artificial intelligence. Well, what what is AI? What's the the ability of a digital computer or computer-controlled robot? You've seen a lot of these on YouTube and television in different places. These, uh, these ro- a robot or a computer to perform tasks commonly associated with intelligent beings, i.e. humans. According to the Business Insider, the documentary, Do You Trust This Computer?, presents a, a sobering look at the potential dangers of AI, including what could happen if AI evolves to be smarter than humans and becomes its own master. Starts, it becomes so smart that it starts thinking for itself. Hey, I'm smarter than these humans. I can take control of things. There are a lot of people that are scared out of their mind over that. Imagine a future world dictator having control of that type of technology. 
In that film, Elon Musk actually states, we are rapidly heading towards digital superintelligence that far exceeds any human. If one company or small group of people manages to develop God-like superintelligence, they could take over the world. Now, I'm not saying that AI will. I'm saying that these are technologies that the apostles never had to deal with, that nobody before us has ever had to deal with. But John prophesied 2,000 years ago that there would be a world government and that most of the world would pledge allegiance to, thereby worshiping this world governing body. Imagine the technology that will be at the fingertips of the Antichrist to be able to control what people think, how they live their lives, what they can participate in in society, and what they cannot. And so that's why I wanted to bring this before you today, because we're seeing things that people just a couple years ago had never even thought of. And we're right here on the cusp of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Let me go to another one. Um, The Internet of Things. What is the Internet of Things? Well, the Internet of Things is basically a concept of connecting any smart device to any other smart device over a network so they can talk to each other. It includes everything from uh, cell phones, coffee makers, washing machines, uh, to headphones, lamps, wearable devices. I mean, almost anything else you can think of. They're trying to make it so these things can talk to each other. Now, I know that sounds way out there, uh, science fiction, but this is actually the world we're living in now. Then you go to the Internet of Everything. What is that? I-O-E, the Internet of Everything. Well, the Internet of Everything expands the concept of connectivity into a more complex system that also includes people and processes. Now, this is where it gets kind of, of uh, you know, way out there, um, Star Wars type stuff, right? Cisco, the company Cisco, defines Internet of Everything as the intelligent connection of people, process, data, and things. Technology experts say that the, the people part of the formula should be the overriding issue, since the whole point of improvements in business and industry should be to ultimately make people's lives better. Boy, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? The Internet of Everything, connecting me to machines, that's going to make my life better, right? It sounds like this great, perfect utopia, but that's not what it's all going to lead to. Imagine these technologies, again, being, at the, uh, being used by the Antichrist to get people to track people, to, to know exactly what they're doing. Smart cities, smart homes, smart meters, monitoring, how, monitoring what, how much you use the Internet, how much you use your toaster, how much electricity you use, uh, every, every, every aspect of your life. Monitoring your phone calls, monitoring your text, your phones listening to you and tracking what you say. If you think that's not happening, I can, I, I've been talking before to somebody or, or, and my phone will say, I didn't understand you, Siri comes on. Or I can be talking and have a conversation with my wife over dinner and we might be talking about uh, uh, um, buying a new Tahoe. 
And then I go to check my Facebook after dinner. And I've got ads for Chevy Tahoes on my Facebook. My phone was listening to our conversation. Now, I'm sure that many of you have had that happen as well. Your, these technologies are listening to you and me. People are tracking these things. People are keeping track of that data. So, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Everything. There are important differences between the Internet of Things and the Internet of Everything. Whereas the, the Internet of Things takes many different types of devices and connects them into an Internet-like private network. The Internet of Everything, IOE, adds two-way communications between people and things and between things and other things. Sounds uh, quite confusing, doesn't it? But it sends information back and forth directly over the Internet. Your private information. Internet of everything, device, de- these devices can not only send data, but they can also receive data and then do things based on the information they have received. Now, again, I'm talking about Satan's efforts to establish his kingdom here in the earth. This is very, very real. And... He will eventually have a minion that he uses to carry out much of his edicts, and that will be the Antichrist. This is all in your Bible, folks. So the Internet of Everything, these devices, they build into almost anything, and they can, they're built into almost anything, and they can record information. Send that data to a computer and respond to the instructions which the computer sends back. And with the Internet of Everything, we can now have Internet-controlled air conditioners, uh, Internet-controlled cars operating autonomously, and that is without human interaction. Now, we'll tie AI, artificial intelligence, and all of that into all of this in just a moment because there are a lot of people that are afraid artificial intelligence will at some point be able to think for itself and could possibly take over all of this stuff. Now, just think about that. Now, the company Cisco, it explains the distinction between the Internet of Things and the Internet of Everything like this. They say, in some ways, you can see the Internet of Things as the equivalent of a just a railroad line. Think about that. Including the tracks and the connections. However, the Internet of Everything is all of that, the tracks and the connections of the railroad, but it's also the trains, the ticket machines, the staff, the customers, wealth, uh, weather conditions. It brings all of it in together, and it's sharing technology with each other. And your personal data, some things that, many things that you would love to have protected, right? It's yours. The Chevy Tahoe that we talked about, me and my wife, I would love to have one, over dinner, but I don't want somebody sending that to every um, car dealership in the Metroplex and I start getting pelted with phone calls. It's This is our personal conversation. Well, imagine in the future the Antichrist 
having access to all of your personal information. Knowing exactly how to control you. Now, let's talk about uh, wearables and these biometric sensors and different things because it's getting very, very detailed. Wearable technology allows these connected devices such as smartwatches, uh, fitness trackers, like Fitbits and Apple Watches. All of these things, uh, Apple Watches is basically a computer on your wrist. All of these things being able to talk to your phone or to a computer, you can wear these things on your body. Improvements in wearable bi- biometric sensors are, will soon be able to be, uh, soon enable the, the remote, non-invasive testing of what is happening inside your body for improved health care and disease management. However, these enhancements may come with a price and added security risks. Think about that. The government knowing what is going on inside your body. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, did, do you remember during the COVID situation, them telling people to wear a mask and to take a vaccine? I mean, come on. Now, talking about artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Everything, including the Internet of Bodies, the global elite are never going to be satisfied with how much they can control you. That's what's going to be the goal in the near future. Thank God that there's a God factor, right? All of us that are serving the Lord Jesus Christ... If I'm led by the Holy Ghost and led by the Spirit during the times just ahead, this I don't care how smart AI gets, it will not be able to figure out what's going on inside of me because the wisdom of men, is that's ignorance in the eyes of God. This AI, I don't care if it can, uh, how smart it gets. In the eyes of God, it's, it's nothing. However, when it's used as a tool by the Antichrist, it will, these types of technologies will be able to be to control a lot of people. Now, think about the Internet of Bodies and all these things. Internet uh, machines interacting with the human body, both outside and inside the body. Think about this. Remember Revelation chapter 13, verses uh, 16 and 17. The Antichrist and the false prophet, they'll give everybody their own unique identification number, a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And without that, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. You wouldn't be able to participate in society. Well, we can see these things. There are microchips and all kinds of different things that are in our society right now. Invisible tattoos that look like barcodes and uh, cards that you carry in your hands, retinal scans, fingerprints, facial recognition photograph. We're going to get into a lot of these things as we continue on in these episodes about all of these technologies that could be used by the Antichrist in the near future. So don't touch the dial. A lot more to come. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ part two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding 
Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. So here's, our, here's the question. Since we've talked about this snapshot of Satan's master plan in the end time, establishing his kingdom, Revelation chapter 13, world government, world religion, the mark of the beast, the economic sanctioning system. Could the Antichrist use artificial intelligence, the internet of things, the internet of everything to mimic God? Well, Isaiah, uh, where would that be? Isaiah 14, verses 13 through 14. It reports that Satan rebelled against the very throne of heaven. It says, I will be like the Most High, Satan said, through his, through his agent, the Antichrist. Satan plans to become like God and rule over humanity. He's, he wants to be worshipped and revered by the masses. That's been his goal all along. Remember, he, t- he tempted Jesus and tried to get him to bow down before him. He said, I'll give you all these kingdoms of the world if you'll just bow down and worship me. That's what Satan wanted to do with Jesus. So don't you think that's what he's going to do with you and I or what he's going to try to do? He's not going to be able to. If you're a, if you're a true Bible-believing, Bible-teaching born-again Christian, you have power to fend off Satan, right? The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's why it's of utmost importance. The Bible says everybody whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, though, will worship him. So I've got to be born again. I've got to have my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I've got to have a defense mechanism against Satan and his wicked wiles in the end time. Now, in order for Satan's false Christ, this Antichrist, to to counterfeit the role of God. The Bible says he will do that in 2 Thessalonians. He will stand in a a rebuilt Jewish temple and actually claim to be God himself. In order for him to do that, he would have to mimic at least some of God's attributes, right? He's got to make it believable. For example, the omniscience of God refers to his ability to know Everything. Now, think about artificial intelligence here, everybody. The Antichrist will need to, at least, he will need to seem like he knows everything about everybody, or at least as much as he can. The Internet of Everything, um, the, the artificial intelligence, all of these technologies, 
they could be used to monitor everyone's current activities and archive a database of each person's life history. What religion are you? What is your political affiliations? How do you vote? What do you teach your kids? Are you liberal? Are you conservative? Do you believe in the Bible? Do you go to church? Are you, do you, uh, are you religious? Are you okay? Do you support the LGBTQIA plus uh, agenda? And th- th- these are the things they're going to want to know. They're going to want to know every single thing about you. And they can use these technologies to find that out. There are people that will post things on Facebook that they would never have a conversation with somebody about. But you go on their Facebook and you can read things. I mean, it's unbelievable. Some of the things people post in some, on some of these technologies and these different platforms. Now, the omnipotence of God describes how He is all-powerful. Through a, a vast system of artificial, artificially intelligent devices which communicate through the Internet of everything over the, the ultra-fast, let's say the 5G network, and I don't know what G it will be by the time the Antichrist comes on the scene, but the Antichrist would be able to attempt to complete control of the, let's say, all the military, uh, the in, in industry, the, eco- the economy, p- political, financial, and religious power on the planet. These technologies are so invasive that there are the creator... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the creator, one of the creators of AI, they call him the godfather of AI. He just quit Google, and now he's going around telling people about um, some of the dangers of it. Elon Musk has warned about the dangers of it because they recognize that this could be used against the human race if it got so far. They want it to be regulated. So the Internet of Everything, it could, it, you know, and all of these technologies... Artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies. They could be part of this, a a prideful plan in the end time. The Internet of Everything. Think about some of these technologies. They could be promoted as the next big thing to improve people's lives. I've read many, many articles on this where they would say, hey, this will enhance uh, your lifestyle and it's going to help you in the future and you'll be able to have some of these different technologies, AI, these chatbots and chat GPT and all these things, can Dave Robbins, they could write articles for you for End Time Magazine and all the. I'm hearing all this. And make your life so much better. It can help your business. And think about a planet-wide web that would exploit the immense capabilities of a global brain. The, the, this... Um, G5 system and billions of internet uh, of everything devices and AI devices to connect everything and every person on the earth. And that there would be a a group of people setting up at the top, the global elites, that could be able to know everything about you with just the click of a button. The internet of everything and all these different technologies, they will promise vast benefits. You can read it for yourself right now. However, the students of Bible prophecy are going to be able to discern that this pervasive global technology 
is going to be, it's going to be key to the attempted implementation of Satan's prideful plan to track and control people. Because do you, do you think the Antichrist isn't going to use every single method he can to get people to bow down to his edicts? Now, you say, Dave, I, I just don't know. I mean, when you're talking about all of these technologies involved in religion, I mean, how could they do that? Well, let me take it a step further, okay? So, think about this. Think about an AI religion. On March 15th, 2023, Neil MacArthur, who's the uh, director at Center for Professional and Applied Ethics at the University of Manitoba, he wrote an article for the Conversation Media Source, and the article was titled, God's in the Machine, the Rise of Artificial Intelligence, and it may result in a new religion. So I want to go through a few excerpts from that article because you've got to hear this. Now, I want you to remember Revelation chapter 13, the word worship. The Antichrist will demand people that, they, that people worship or pledge allegiance to him. Listen at this article. And I'm quoting. We are about to witness the birth of a new kind of religion. In the next few years, or perhaps even months, we will see the emergence of sects devoted to the worship of artificial intelligence, or AI. The latest generation of AI-powered chatbots, which according a chatbot, according to Oracle, a chatbot is a computer program that simulates and processes human conversations, either written or spoken, allowing humans to interact with digital devices as if they were communicating with a real person. You've seen many. You go to YouTube. You can watch all this stuff. Now, he says that they are trained in large language models and that they have left their early users awestruck and sometimes terrified by the power of these things. These are the same sublime emotions that lie at the heart of our experience with the divine. Now, they're, they're saying that the article is saying that AI and some of these technologies could become a religion to people in the future. And people will worship it. People, I'm continuing on with the article, people already seek religious meaning from very diverse sources. They are, for instance, multiple religions that worship extraterrestrials or their teachings. As these chatbots come to be used by billions of people, it is inevitable that some of these users will see the artificial intelligence technology as higher beings. Now, this is, folks, this is where you better know your Bible. And this article says that we must prepare for the implications of these future AI religions. Now, he says the risks of AI worship. There are several pathways by which AI religions will emerge. First, some people will come to see AI as a higher power. They're going to make a god out of it. And Elon Musk has warned about this. Generative AI that can create or produce new content possesses several characteristics that are often associated with divine beings, like deities or prophets. 
It displays a level of intelligence that goes beyond that of most humans. Indeed, its knowledge appears limitless. It is capable of great feats of creativity. It can write poetry, compose music, generate art in almost any style close to instantaneously. It is removed from normal human concerns like needs. It does not suffer physical pain, hunger, or any type of sexual desire. It can offer guidance to people in their daily lives. And get this, the writer says it is immortal, the inability to die. So he's using biblical references to talk about artificial intelligence. Second, generative AI will produce output that can be taken for religious doctrine. It will provide answers to metaphysical and theological questions and engage in the construction of complex worldviews. On top of this, generative AI may ask, once it gets to thinking for itself, it may ask to be worshipped or may actively solicit followers. We've already seen such cases like when a chatbot used by the search engine Bing, now get this, it tried to convince a user to fall in love with it. Folks, this stuff is already happening. New York Times journalist Kevin Roos was unnerved by his exchanges with an an, an AI. We should try to imagine what an unsettling and powerful experience it will be to have a conversation with something that appears to possess a superhuman intelligence and is actively and aggressively asking for your allegiance. Now remember the different terms, worship, in Revelation chapter 13. It's mentioned five times, worship or worshipped. Proskuneho in the Greek. A bowing down and a form of pledge allegiance. There's also the possibility that AI may achieve what authors such as Ray Kurzweil call the singularity, when it so far surpasses human intelligence that it genuinely does become something like a god. And then there's the divine access and risks. And so think about this, everybody. We're talking about AI religion. People worshiping this. It, AI, getting so smart, thinking for itself, and demanding people pledge allegiance to it. Well, imagine something like this being at the fingertips or the Antichrist having access to all of this. He'll use every method he can get his hands on. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. 
Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. I've got just a little bit more of this article that I want to share with you, and then I've got another article and then a video. So uh, we're going to have to move pretty quickly here. The, the article goes on to say, AI-based religions will look different from traditional ones. First of all, people will be able to communicate directly with, they call it, the deity. Now remember, it's just a computer that can, that is, can talk back with you, but they're already calling it a deity on a daily basis. It says that we should uh, celebrate the arrival of AI, artificial intelligence, worship. We should make it clear that we welcome the new religions and that we value their beliefs. Folks, this is artificial intelligence, but people are making it a god. They're already talking about it. AI worshipers. AI worship could, as religious faith always has, The article says, lead to things of great beauty. And we will need to protect the rights of AI worshipers. Are you guys getting this? Using all of these technologies, there are people, the Antichrist didn't even come on the scene yet, and there's already people talking about worshiping this stuff. They're called AI worshipers because this thing will be seen as a deity. It's immortal. It has the inability to die. And it's smarter than any human being. And so they're saying this is a higher power. It's a deity. And that it will demand to be worshipped at some point. There's the potential for that. And the creators of this thing are warning about it. Now, the Gateway Public, the Gateway Pundit, they published an article. King Charles and the globalists are set to meet in September to plot how to accelerate the goals of the UN Agenda 2030 and the complete digitization of humanity. Now, I wanted to share just a small excerpt from this and then let you see a video here because I want you to understand how crazy this stuff is getting. In the wake of the COVID pandemic in 2020, Klaus Schwab, who is the president and founder of the World Economic Forum and the World Economic Forum, released a new book and agenda which they branded The Great Reset where they saw this massive crisis as a narrow window of opportunity to radically transform the world from physical and tangible to virtual and digital. You understand, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Everything, artificial intelligence, all of this, everybody has to be digital. That's why they want all of everybody's uh, finances. We want to move off of a cash society, move on to a cashless society, drive everybody into a digital society because this stuff doesn't work unless everybody's digital so now you can understand the push towards a digital to get everybody to go digital now the the move off of cash and moving to central bank digital currencies the digital part is the controlling part they're making it out to be oh this is going to be wonderful i'm telling you in the hands of despots it's not going to be so wonderful now the article says everything in this new world is connected. Every, every appliance, every vehicle, every highway and light post, every home, everybody. Hence the call 
for not only an internet of things, but the internet of bodies. You're going to hear that term more and more often. As Klaus Schwab's chief advisor, the Israeli historian, Professor Yuval Noah Harari, many of you have heard of him, he, as he stated, the surveillance that humans fully accepted as part of the new normal during the pandemic would soon make the next great leap. He predicted that when it comes to surveillance, now it's going under the skin. Okay? Now, remember, Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through, 20, through 16 and 17. They will give everybody their own unique identification number, a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And without that, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. You're not going to be able to function in society. Well, Harari said, when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is that this is the moment when everything went digital. Remember, I told you why they're pushing everybody towards digital. The only reason you number everybody is to control people. So he's saying, hey, when, years from now, we'll look back at the COVID crisis and said, hey, this is the moment everybody, everything went digital. When everything become, became monitored. And so I want you to watch a video by Mr. Harari because he's talking about this. And the last part of it, it says everything is going under the skin. Listen closely. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. We have all this still myth of free will, that everything we choose is of our own free will. And this is a myth that served us well for a couple of centuries, but now it's becoming dangerous. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly of all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. Okay, now, let's break that down. Number one, he said, everybody thinks that they have a free will, that they can think for themselves. He says, now... Nah, that time's over. Now, this guy, he's, he works with the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. He said, the time of free will, everybody thinking for themselves, that's over. He says, we'll look back after the COVID situation years from now and look back and say, hey, that's the time when everything went digital and that everybody gave permission for people to surveil them. And that time that the surveillance of everybody will go not just above the skin, but below the skin. Okay. So, one of the key things here that he says is that everything went digital. Did you catch that? This is the whole reason that the push in society for digital. 
It's being pushed as. Now, I'm not a doom and gloom teacher and all this stuff. I, you just hear me out. I, we, well, I'm not, we do, we do not, End Time Ministries does not teach prophecy as fear. I serve Jesus Christ. I've got my hands in His hands. And I'm not fearful of all this. Okay? But there will be people out there, if you're not ready to meet the Lord, if you don't have a true uh, Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church that you're a part of, if you don't have a, a relationship with the Lord, if you don't, I mean, what, what will you trust in at that point when everything is going digital and they're using this to control people? Hey, if you want your number to be able to access your central bank digital currencies... If you want your number, then you've got to bow down to certain edicts of the world governing body. Well, during that time, I mean, we'll have to see how it all plays out. But during that time, I know that for me personally, I'm a Christian man. And that for years, I've trusted the Lord. When, it, when, there have been, when I've had a financial need and I've done all that I could, I've seen the Lord come through and supply that financial need miraculously. There have been times when He has healed my family miraculously. That He's taken us through situations that um, different times in my life, mine and my wife, our relationship, God totally, I saw God totally heal that. But without God, then what do you trust in? What will you trust in at that point? That's why one of the reasons this ministry exists is for us to help you if you don't have, establish a relationship with Jesus Christ and to make Him the Lord of your life so you don't have to walk around in fear mode throughout these times. Because that's the next conversation, right? However, I want you to understand what's going on in society. That's why we talk so much on this program about central bank digital currencies, about the uh, Better Than Cash Alliance by the United Nations it is an entity that its sole reason for existence is to work with governments around the world. It works right alongside the United Nations. Its sole reason for existence is to work with governments around the world to get them to move away from their currencies, whether it's a dollar bill or a, a shekel, a dinar, whatever, to move off of those currencies and onto a digital platform. Because imagine the, how much control the people who are the global elites would have, let's say, if they can get everything on a digital platform. And let's say everybody on the planet, or the most of the planet, would have a chip or a number or something on their person. Remember, Harari said that it, the surveillance is going to go from above the skin to below the skin. Implantable devices and that we would, they would be able to surveil everything about you. Now, move into a situation where everything is digital in the near future. Move off of a cash. Cash is freedom. If I can give you $100, you can do, go do anything you want to with it, and me, the government, I can't tell what you're doing. The leader of the Bank for International Settlements, he, the, he's got a video on YouTube, you can go watch it, and he talks about, that the reason we want to go, the, the central bank digital currencies will give us control over what people spend their money on. He says people can spend uh, their dollar bills and, or they can spend pesos or whatever it is 
and we don't, it's freedom. We don't know what they're spending it on. But the central bank will give us, the central bank digital currency will give us the ability to do that. So everything's pushing towards digital. That's why when I'm sitting here looking at the artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Everything, the central bank digital currencies, the um, social credit scores, and all these different uh, central bank digital currencies, everything, when I'm looking at this and seeing we're all headed straight into this, that we've been in the technical age for a while, but it could get ten times worse, ten times more invasive into your life. Where my phone's not already listening to me, but I mean, who knows but what the Antichrist won't come over the thing, my phone in the near future, and said, I heard what you just said. Do you think that won't happen? That it'll, it'll eventually talk back to you? So, what do we do in all of this? Well, again, I'm relying on the Lord. The, the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it, and they are safe. And God Almighty will help us navigate these things in the future. You say, well, that, that's kind of pie-in-the-sky thinking. Oh, no, it absolutely is not. The Bible says they that are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. So, I'm asking you, Join with us. Let's have prayer meetings. Let's fast. Let's trust God in these end times because the technology's out there for Satan's master plan to be rolled out. It really is. It's being implemented now. But I don't serve Satan. I'm serving God Almighty. He always beats Satan to the punch. Satan's always trying to overthrow God, always has been, and it's never worked, and he never will, folks. And so that's why I'm serving God. There is an answer to all that, and that's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Word of God, a true Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Those are your answers in the near future. And so let Satan do what he wants, because I'm serving the one that's going to defeat him. 